Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Charles Atwood, and we are back with this segment of our series entitled You've Got to Be Kidding Me on the series known as Unvarnished, the doctrine and thoughts of those who are practicing philosophical predominance and disciples of the concept of strict scriptural construction. And as our spokesperson today, we welcome back Reverend Rastus Roosevelt Washington III. Reverend Washington, thanks for being back with us. Well, it's good to be back with you, Chuck. And I'm glad that uh, we have found a means of conveying our message of strict scriptural constructionism to the rest of the flocks of the children of God, and that you all have chosen us as a viewpoint worthy of note so that we might record our thoughts for posterity. Well, thank you very much, uh, Reverend Washington. It's our pleasure to be here. I'm not sure there are many who know about your doctrine and philosophy, and it seems to be very well thought. Yep. Well, Chuck, the important thing is that we talked about what the Bible really says. We don't put things in that ain't there, but more importantly, we don't leave nothing out that is there. And that seemed to rub some people the wrong way, but the literal interpretation of the exact words of the scriptures as given to us is what we tend to want to assure the public as well. Well, thank you, Reverend Washington. I'm sure that we will be benefited. So this being the fourth in our series and us having left off with the descendancy, I believe, from Adam to Noah. That's great. We was uh, talking about the fact that Adam and had a son named Seth, and they had a son named Enosh, and they had one named Kenan. They all the way down to Mahalia, and to Jared, and Enoch, and Methuselah, Lamech, and last but not least, Noah. And it doesn't seem that we know much about these other characters, Reverend Washington. What can you tell us about the list you just offered that would give us greater insight? Well, there are two peoples in this that really matter a lot. First is Enoch. Enoch was Methuselah's father. But unlike all the other names we mentioned, he did not live to be in the 900, 700, 800 range like everybody else. It says, according to the scriptures, that he did have a son. He was 65 and named him Methuselah, who turned out to be the oldest man in the Bible. And that... He lived another 300 years and had sons and daughters, and at 365, the age that represents the number of days on the calendar, which I don't think is a coincidence, he disappeared, for God took him, as the scriptures state. Took him? Well, there's only two people that get took in the whole Bible. Elijah and Enoch, they just couldn't take it in no more, and they were so tight with God that they were allowed to jump over the great previous hurdle of death and go directly to heaven. It happens. It's like in Monopoly when you pass, go, and yeah, well, that's not exactly a good one, but let's go on with the importance of the story. Now, according to this, Noah was 500 years old when he had his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and everybody else did be about 900, and they must have been having children the whole time because the population of the earth became great and it was overpopulated with peoples, and as we go on in the scripture, we discover that they had some peoples that interfered and became the contaminants of the human race that we still see today. Well, I don't understand that. What do you mean by contaminated the human race? Well, Chuck, it's not clear that uh, 
many people understand it, and you've hit on an appropriate question. It says in the beginning of chapter 6 of the book of Genesis that there were evil beings from the spirit world that got involved with the women's on this planet and had children with them because they thought they looked good. We call these the fallen angels or the frat boy angels, as I like to refer to them for reference purposes, because they were mischievous and they were about doing something they weren't supposed to do because they said, hey, these girls look pretty good. I think we ought to get to know them better. And they had chillings, and these chillings weren't normal. They was like giants and people who had a capacity to create legends and build pyramids and stuff like that. And they went on to be dispersed throughout the world. And it turned out that they had to make up a solution to try and address this. And that's when God got together with Noah. So Noah, he was hanging out. And God said, look, there are too many peoples on this planet. There's a contaminated strain of genetic lineage created by the frat boy angels that have superpowers that shouldn't be loose down there. So I got a plan to flood the whole place. And I'm going to save a sample of everybody to see if I can purify this planet back to the sweet place it was before things got out of hand. And Noah said, well, I don't know how you could do that. God said, well, you know, Noah, you're one of the only straight boys I could find. The only one I could expect to count on. I think you have some character, unlike your fellow human beings, and that you are righteous. And perhaps the only righteous man left living on the earth. So I want you to get together with your three sons. And I want you to start up by making me what I would call a big ship known as an ark. And that's where the term Noah's ark comes from. Noah built the biggest ship you ever see. And uh, I can tell you that when you get it finished, you're going to have to all get inside and collect two of all my aminals so we can repopulate the planet with a pure strain of y'all's that won't have this evil strain in it because I'm going to flood the earth. But Noah, he said, well, come on now. Huh? How are you going to do that? I'm going to make it rain until it floods the whole place. Okay, uh, so uh, what's rain anyway? Uh well, it's a water that will fall from the sky. And what kind of boat are we talking about here? We're talking about an ark, as I would call it. It's going to be longer than a football field. And I want you to put some windows in it. And everybody who don't get inside is going to die. So Noah said, well, I don't know exactly how to take this, but um, that will be done. So he uh, basically... Started building him a ship. And I believe everybody was laughing at him all the way to the bank. Hey, Noah, what are you up to, man? I'm building an ark. What's an ark? It's a big boat. Oh, really? A big boat to do what? To save me and the family from this flood that the Lord will rain down terror upon this planet because of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, look, Noah, uh, you know, maybe you ought to lay off the sauce for a while. This has never rained before. And furthermore, um... This art thing, <laughs> it's taking up a lot of space in the yard. I'm not sure we're zoned for this. Well, I'm doing God's will. He said to build it out of gopher wood and get all the animals inside. And there you have it. So according to the scriptures, when Noah was 600 years old in two months and 17 days, the rain started coming down. And he got his wife and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, into the boat. And two by two of every animal 
male and female, and that for 40 days there was floods and it rained and rained as the water got higher and higher. You finally couldn't even see any more than the highest peaks in the distance. And all of the earth was blotted out, man and animal alike, because God destroyed them all, leaving only Noah alive and those that was in the ark or his ship, the boat. And according to the scriptures, the water covered the earth for 150 days. So after a while, Noah was thinking, I don't know how long this is going to last. I better open a porthole and let out a bird to see what happens. And he let out a, a raven. And after that, he sent out a dove. And it came back, and he sent out another dove later, and it came back with a piece of greenery, an olive leaf, as the scriptures tell it, in his mouth. And with that, Noah looked that the waters were subsiding and going down. And when it finally went all the way down, he got out of the boat, let all the animals out in pairs, and built the altar, and sacrificed some of the animals and birds, and said, thank you, Lord. And when he saw... What he done, God said, I'm pleased I've cleaned this place up. I'll never again use water as a means of destroying the earth. And I think this is when the rainbow got put in the sky, which is also parts of the scriptures. Well, thank you very much, Reverend Washington. And the Noah series will be available in a you got to be kidding me, unvarnished presentation of strict spiritual constructionism. Thank you and good night.